Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. What's happening, everybody? Today is a uh, different kind of day because I thought it might be fun to just run a live mock and yell about it on air. We'll do more of these leading up to the season. I don't know. We'll try to get one in there every couple of days. Maybe more if I'm having fun with it, and it'll depend a little bit on how timing goes. But today is sort of our dry run on this deal. It's very early, so I don't expect us to learn a great many things from it. But uh, we'll dive into it and kind of see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, the uh, This is also going to be available on YouTube. And I'm going to be figuring out how to make that happen while we're talking about it. So let's uh, let's dive right on in. First of all, hi everybody. Want to say hello to everyone. This is Fantasy NBA Today. It's a sports ethos presentation. I'm attempting to engineer two things at the same time. I don't know if that's actually going to work all that well, but uh, we'll we'll give it the old college try. Uh, if you're watching with us on YouTube, my face will be. Uh, blocking the corner of the screen, I think. It looks like StreamYard has actually added new layouts today, so I'll be getting used to those on the fly. It's our first live video show since... Uh... Crap, I don't even remember. When was the last one? Last basketball one I think we did might have been in May? So it's been a hot minute. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Vespers, although it seems like Twitter is having some issues this morning. I can't get different user feeds to load on TweetDeck, so here we go again. I think that that's also keeping my stuff from appearing in certain feeds, so I don't know if people are able to find this thing all that easily, but uh, we'll do our damn best. In any case, we're going to run a live mock. Those watching live on video, you can see that the mock is counting down. Uh, there's some 50-odd seconds before it begins. I want to let everybody know what I'm doing here on today's show. I'm not going to be participating. Now, it looks like I'm participating. I'm physically in the mock draft with the number two pick. But I'm going to be auto-drafting today. Because I'm curious, this time of year, when other players are going. I have a a serious rant that I'll probably launch into at some point. Uh, in today's show, but I am going to comment on what else is going on in the mock draft. We're going to just see how this goes, because on the recorded side, this could end up being a total train wreck in terms of like how to release a show. Should I actually be releasing a recorded podcast of me yelling about a live mock draft? Well, we're about to find out, because here we go. You can see that the first, seventh, and eleventh picks in this mock draft are being auto-drafted right now, and then also myself. So with number two, we'll go Joel Embiid, just get him off the board. Uh, Nikola Jokic went first. Now we're going to see some folks that are actually living beings. Tyrese Halliburton went third in this thing. It's a 30-second timer, so this one's going to move along at a pretty good clip. I'm just going to be yelling about it as we go, Uh, and you'll get my thoughts. Luka Doncic going fourth, not a huge surprise there. Those guys have been basically in those two through four slots. I think it makes more sense for Embiid to go second, but again, I'm auto-drafting here, so uh, don't buy too much into that. Jason Tatum goes fifth. That makes a lot of sense as well. The only real key note here is that already you've seen Shea drop in rankings. Uh, Yahoo's bumped him down. 
His X rank has been moved down to sixth, so he's kind of at the back end of that top tier now. Uh, You're starting to see the erosion that people have talked about with him actually play itself out in drafts. It seemed like early on, first couple of days that leagues were open, Shea was going third, and there he is at sixth. The number seven pick was auto-drafted. That's Steph Curry. Uh, Eight, Giannis. That's one we've been talking about on the podcast. The fact that he's now going towards the back end of the first round is a very intriguing development because suddenly now you have an opportunity. If you want to punt, you can do it with a later pick. I hated that everybody was punting with early first-round picks, and you're still kind of doing it with Luka in that scenario. Um, but now you can do it with Giannis. And he's falling to you. You don't have to go get him. Dame goes ninth, probably a little bit early for my taste. Uh, we'll see what's going to shake out there. Of course, the big news of the morning as we work our way through this live draft as Anthony Davis goes 10th is that James Harden was captured on his China tour telling a crowd that Daryl Morey is a liar and he'll never go back and play another game for the 76ers again. And the Sixers have basically held their ground so far in this thing and said, no, 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 we, we're not, we're not moving anybody for free. We're not going to take crap back for James Harden. We're going to go get something good if we're moving him. And the posturing continues. We know James Harden is not above eating his way out of town. I want to try to make, I want to bring the term Rubenesque back. I believe it's an art term. Excuse me to the live viewers. Got a hair in my mouth. Kevin Durant, 11th. So the ADKD thing, that's uh, where it generally is. The the only difference you're seeing in this mock versus the one I was talking about last week is that Giannis went before them. LaMelo Ball and Devin Booker on the turn. This really does bring in, again, into focus just what an absolute free-for-all it is after the top seven in drafts right now. This Nathan person is set on auto-draft, but for some reason his pick isn't going through for the full 30 seconds, so that, I guess, gave us a second here to talk about it. But he'll end up with Kyrie at the end of this, and there he, and there he gets it. Uh, Kyrie slipping to the beginning of the second round I think is pretty reasonable. He's totally fine playing alongside Luka. But, boy, looking back at LaMelo Ball and Devin Booker, Booker at that spot, I, I just I don't believe that that's where he'll actually stay throughout. I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times. Last year, Booker was number 29 per game on 20 shots per night. They added now a healthy Kevin Durant to start the year because he only played a handful of games with him at the end of the season. And Bradley Beal. Mikael Bridges at number 15. JJJ at 16. Anthony Edwards, 17. Freddie Van Vliet at 18. Uh, I love Mikael Bridges, but him going at this spot wipes out all the value. He was number 31 last year and actually wasn't that much higher than that with Brooklyn because where he added a bunch of volume stuff, his percentages uh, suffered pretty considerably. I was hoping that he might drop a bit farther at 15. I'm probably not doing the Bridges thing. And and he'll probably beat that because he plays every damn ball game. But, you know, at this point, you're hunting that upside. JJJ at 16, that's, you know, you're making that move if you think the blocks hold, which they might. Anthony Edwards at 17. Again, I think you're making a play there on, on durability because he wasn't anywhere near that on a per-game basis. He was much closer to that by totals. Anthony Edwards was number 22 by totals last year, so even a slight improvement and durability would get him to that next rung. But I think everybody's getting a little bit out in front of their skis on him this season, and I'll repeat that a thousand times between now and when this whole thing takes off. 
Freddie at 18, that's fine. Donovan Mitchell at 19, I'm a little surprised he didn't go earlier than that, but I think there's an ex- uh, a little expectation that his insane season from last year comes back to earth. He was 15 per game. Uh, I'm inclined to kind of believe that he does come back to earth a little bit. Trey Young at 20. This is technically a 9-cat. Um, he's pretty durable too, but you know, number 49 per game, it's hard to... It's hard to convince me to spend a second-round pick on on that. Uh, you could be punting some things. Trey Young, you punt probably a couple of stuff at this point. Maybe turnovers if you're a 9-cat. Field goal percent for sure. No blocks, no rebounds. There, there's a lot left to be desired there. Hey, it's my turn, but guess what? I'm auto-drafting, so I'll take the full 30 seconds, and then I'll get who I get, which was uh, Kawhi Leonard at 23. James Harden, by the way, went at 22. Sabonis back at 21. That's a good spot for some for Sabonis. This Harden stuff might drive him down the board. There's actually a chance that the James Harden out of shape, play his way out of town thing creates a little value bubble, but I don't know. Um, I'm not going to wait around. I'll just take the next guy on the board here with my auto draft. That's Jimmy Butler at 26. In between there, Desmond Bain at 24, Lowry Markinen at 25. A lot of the value on those guys has been sapped by their high ranking. Uh, Bain was 35 last year, and he'll play a third of the season without John Morant. Lowry Markinen was number 18. He seems a guy ripe to come back to earth a little bit as well. And then Jimmy Butler at 26 is a sight for sore eyes. We've already seen Yahoo has adjusted things because... As recently as last week, um, I believe Butler was in the teens, right? So that's already been tweaked for X rank. They're already making adjustments here. I like that people are slowly finding this thing, even with Twitter kind of broken right now. So uh, hello to everybody that's that's joining us partway through. Please make sure to thumbs up and uh, and subscribe. I'm going to be doing a ridiculous amount of YouTube content leading up to the season this year. Can't stop, won't stop. Paul George at 27. That has a chance to be an interesting value this year if he plays in some ball games. Uh, Nikola Vucevic at 28. Board might finally be catching up with him a little bit. Of course, Chicago trades anybody. He gets better. I still like Vooch. Cade at 29. You've got high hopes. We've got high hopes. Cade was uh, 90, roughly, his rookie year. He barely played last season with an injury. There's an expectation there that he takes a big leap forward. And I'm probably not willing to spend on that expectation. LeBron at 30. Intriguing. Pascal Siakam at 31. And look, LeBron, you know, it it was not a great season for him last year trying to figure out where he ended up on a per-game side. And I think it was 23. Missed a lot of basketball. And the Lakers got better around him. So, still, Braun in the 30s. If this is something that holds, that would blow me away. Siakam at 31. Even if he gets traded, he'll probably be fine there. Pascal, he can he can hold his own. He was number 43 last season. But, you know, Jalen Brunson at 32. Uh... No, he was 45 last year, and I don't know that he gets... That, that's to me, is a repeatable spot. Cat at 33, cool. Cat's an interesting one, actually, because he was hurt all of last season. He was still number 37. Folks, we're going to pause the mock for just a moment to remind you all 
that using the internet without ExpressVPN is like not paying attention to the safety demonstration on a flight. Most of the time, you'll be fine. But what if one day, that weird yellow mask drops down from overhead and you have no idea what to do? It's better to be safe than sorry. Why do you need a VPN? Well, every time you connect to an unencrypted network, whether that's in a restaurant, hotel, airport, whatever, any hacker on that same network can get access to your personal data. And they don't have to be that good to do it. Really very advanced 12-year-olds can steal your data and make up to a grand selling your info on the dark web. So, ExpressVPN, you connect through a secure encrypted tunnel. Hackers can't steal or see your sensitive data. It would take a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. So don't worry about someone being really, really good at their hackery. You're good. And maybe my favorite part, it's so easy to use. You turn on the app, you click one button in the app, and it's just on. Boom. You're now in that tunnel. Works on phones, laptops, tablets, more. Other things. What are those things? I don't know. I should get those other things. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash hoopball. That's right, baby. ExpressVPN. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash hoopball. And you can get an extra three months free on your subscription. ExpressVPN.com slash hoopball. Do it now because it's easy and because you all deserve to be protected the way that I protect my information as well. Walker Kessler at 34. Boy, blown through a lot of the value there. Miles Turner at 35 if he stays upright. That's a good one. Darren Fox at 36. I think he's going to be hurt a little bit more this season. Adebayo, 37. Reasonable. Drew Holiday, 38. Reasonable. OG Ananobi, 39. Where did Drew finish last year on a per-game basis? Oh, 39. So he's basically right there. OG was 27 last year, but he... Well, I guess that's okay. No Freddie Van Fleet, so maybe a little more for Ananobi. We're flying, man. How long is this thing? <laughs> we're about uh, 12 minutes in, and we're already almost done with the fourth round. Oof, we're zooming. DeJounte Murray goes 40th. Wow. So much DeJounte hate. He was better than that last year, wasn't he? Yeah, 36. Huh. Chad Holmgren at 41 has a chance to be really interesting this year, but the buzz may outpace. Kristaps Porzingis right back down at 42 again. I know he's on the Celtics now, so, you know, number 14 this last year ain't happening again. But even if you sap a little bit out of the Kristaps machine, his fantasy game is crazy. Wembenyama goes 43. Everybody's waiting to see where Victor goes. You know, honestly, fourth round, I'm not that opposed to it. He probably doesn't quite get to that mark, but it would be fun and maybe worth it. Going to be a tough cat to roster in head-to-head, -head, though. We've already heard the Spurs say that they're going to be going kind of easy on him. Oh, my turn. I'm going to chew up my 30 seconds here. Darius Garland at 44. Jamal Murray, 45. Evan Mobley, 46. These are all very reasonable spots because Garland was 50 last year. Uh, Mobley was 52. Jamal Murray, 
picked it up as the season went. He finished at 61, so the hope is that he stays more upright. I'm going to get auto-drafted Jalen Brown here, just for the record. Not a player that I'm targeting, especially after a $30 million deal. Um, Jalen's right there with those guys, though, at 46 last season. This is a perfectly reasonable spot to take Jalen Brown if he really does fall that far. Then DeMar DeRozan at 48, Nick Claxton at 49. All of this stuff is very normal and fine. This is, Claxton, by the way, is number 24 per game last year. I think this is actually a hell of a price to get him at. I'm about to get auto-drafted Brandon Ingram, another player that I would not touch with a 75-foot pole. Dude can't stay healthy to save his life. I know he was number 59 per game last year. We played in 45 minutes. Oh! Up. <laughs> <laughs> I've been put into auto-draft mode, and I deserved it. I'm going to turn it back off again. Sorry to everybody else in this live draft that I'm slowing things down for you. Most people, I think, are probably just wondering what's happening at the top of the draft, but I will say uh, you know, eight or nine of the, the folks in this are still drafting for real, so this is, this is worth paying attention to in this early juncture. DeAndre Ayton goes at 51. Uh, he was 56 last year. I know they've got all these pieces now but there just isn't much more you can take away from a big man Rudy Gobert at 42 he was 58 last year sorry 52 um the blocks were uh unseasonably low for Rudy I gotta think he gets a tiny bit better but at the same time maybe not and I've got a whole bunch of auto picks here Josh Giddy at 53 that's high hopes Jordan Poole at 54 I mean, he's going to have a giant season. He's going to he's gonna probably ruin your field goal percent, but it might be worth it. Very surprised to see where some of these guys are going. Zach Levine falling all the way to 55 is intriguing, given he has uh, good percentages, and he was 48 last year and healthy. Alperin Shengun at 56. No, thank you. He was 82 last year, and he's got a competent backup center now. I know he was healthy last year, so I guess that helped, but I'll pass. Scotty Barnes at 57. Uh, honest to goodness, I have no idea where Scotty Barnes finished last year. He got off to a really slow start, and I think he picked it up a bit as the season went on. But overall, it still wasn't a delight. Yeah, 85 was where he finished. Derek White at 58. He's going to be a buzz guy. Brooke Lopez at 59. That dude was going at 130 last year. Biggest year-over-year -year jump? Does that belong to Brooke Lopez? Julius Randle at 60. Jeremy Grant at 61. I like one of those more than the other. I'll give you a wild guess which one. <laughs> you guys know me. I'm just not a big Julius Randle guy. No matter how good he looks out there, it just, it just doesn't seem like he's ever going to quite get to the fantasy spot and you need him out. He was 71 last year, and it seemed like a really good season. Jeremy Grant with Dame traded, likely. That's interesting. Jared Allen at 62. Wow. Marcus Smart at 63. That's hopeful. Jalen Williams at 64. His X rank was in the 50s, so he's actually falling. Bradley Beal at 65. Probably a reasonable spot to take a shot at him. Cam Johnson, 66. Tyrese Maxey, 67. He'll be flying up the board now with this latest James Harden stuff. Jakob Pertle at 68 is intriguing. I was worried... Not worried. I guess I'd say I was wondering where he would go. And there, C.J. McCollum, and then Chris Paul. Chris Paul goes 70th. Wow. He was 32 last year, but now he's a backup on the Warriors. 70th for CP3. Is, could it be 
that I will end up with Chris Paul again? Paolo Boncaro, well, that's an autodraft, so we can't learn anything. Devin Vassell at 72. No, the Spurs are still going to be screwing around with their guys. Clint Capella at 73. He's a risk to get traded somewhere, but his fantasy stuff translates pretty well. Capella was 41 last season and only 26 and a half minutes per ball game. If he gets traded someplace, he'll probably play 26 minutes again. Skip over Michael Porter. That was me auto-drafting. Mitchell Robinson at 75. Um, he was 53 per game last year. But again, you know, lumping it all into defensive stats, field goal percent, and rebounding. I mean, it, it, like those are good things to get, though. Tyus Jones at 76. I'm good with that. Gafford at 77. I love the Washington stuff. Those guys are all going to be in tank mode at the end of the year, though. So be cautious. Jalen Green at 78. We've got high hopes again. Franz Wagner, 79. Boring. Zion at 80. Someone would probably come up to me and say, Dan, what's it? what would it take you to draft Zion? I might say he's going to have to throw fall past 80. So there you go. Chris Middleton at 81. Guys, I have interesting news for you here. If this mock draft holds up in any reasonable way, and it probably won't because we'll have so many changes to the board between now and the end of draft season, but the old man contingent might not be the 25 to 50 range we've seen in the past. There goes Tyler Hero at 82, Terry Rozier at 83. The old man contingent might be later this year, guys. You know, 25 to 50... You still had some guys pushing. Old man might be more like 45 to 80 this season. Kuzma at 84. We're getting into the, the goop a little bit here, and some of this stuff is autoplay. So, uh, again, well, I'll try to announce that as it's happening, but this is all going so quickly here. See, it's a good test for me. Can I do a live where I'm breaking it down this fast by myself? Uh... And then also, this is not the world's worst recorded podcast. Can I do it? Probably not. Buddy Heald at 86. Uh, Markel Fultz right before him at 85. But Heald was... Oh, you know what? This person may have set a pre-rank because I think John Morant is, should be the next guy off the board on an auto pick. We'll see who actually gets uh, stuck with Jaw. Uh, it's worth mentioning here, by the way, as we as we travel into sort of what is everybody doing towards the, the middle end of the draft. We're, we're about to end... We're in, what, middle of round eight right now. There goes Jaw. I am a staunch believer in not playing your hand on August 14th. Why am I auto-drafting? Because anything that I do right now obliterates value on players that I might want to draft later. With apologies to the 0.1% of my listeners who are in an actual real draft right now, 99.9% .9 of us are not drafting yet. Until at least later this month, mostly September, October, and really mostly October. There goes Wendell Carter Jr. at 88. That's fine. He's a low upside big man. I'm seeing it so much on Twitter right now. Anthony Simons at 89. He'll be an interesting play here with Dame out. I bet he pushes up the board. D'Angelo Russell at 90. Miles Bridges at 91. Jabari Smith Jr. at 92. Now, I mean, you're getting into a spot where you could take a few shots. Jabari Smith Jr. is a little bit of a shot. And it could work out. Simons, I like. That's a shot. Russell, low upside play in Los Angeles. Bridges is an interesting one. He's a tough player to 
reconcile all the stuff going on, but, you know, whatever. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Uh, what do we got going on here? Um, oh, I know what I was talking about. There goes Andrew Wiggins and Spencer Dinwiddie, 93-94. Those are perfectly reasonable plays. Um, it's me now, and I'm just gonna, I'll throw in my auto draft on Austin Reeves, but you can see where he's ranked. Then a bunch of autos are going here. Time Lord, DeAnthony Melton, he'll have a bump with no Harden. I'll auto draft Trey Jones, who I'm not touching, given the Spurs are gonna be playing all their guys a little bit. Shaden Sharp for Portland goes 99. Don't I see it on Twitter, and it, it's happening like almost across the fantasy landscape for basketball right now. As soon as these ranks dropped, everybody and their mother put out their sleeper list. But if you guys are ever wondering why I don't right now, Draymond Green, Jonas Valanciunas, Jalen Duran, Onyeko Okongwu at 103. Actually got a number of interesting stuff going on there. John Collins at 104. That's a... That's a steal. He'll fall asleep on the toilet and put up top 100 value just because of his fantasy stat set. Anyway, you're getting into interesting stuff, but there's a lot of guys auto-drafting, so these dudes will go earlier when you're in a competitive 12-teamer. So I don't even want you guys to pay too much attention to how this is going. Keegan Murray, Tobias Harris, uh, Jaden McDaniels. The next one's off the board. I'll just list the names for those that are not watching on YouTube at this point, so folks that are listening after the fact. If you're wondering why uh, I personally don't walk up to the highest mountaintop and announce my hot takes into a megaphone right now, it's because I value our wins as a group more than I value my personal wins. Does that make sense? Because it would help me right now if I took to this podcast or I took to Twitter and I just started yelling about all the things I love the most about the board because, you know, I'd hit the algorithm or whatever. But it wouldn't help us as a group. Why blow up the values we're going to get in September and October? But what actually happens and why I'm okay with it, and I'll try to keep up with the picks here. Uh, they're going fast because everybody's leaving and so the auto drafts have kicked in. Uh, Clarkson at 108. Mark Williams, 109. Aaron Gordon, 110. Ivica Zubats, 111. Trey Murphy, Clay Thompson, Yusuf Nurkic, Al Horford. Scoot at 116. That's kind of a fun one to throw in the mix. I'm going to wait my full 30 seconds here so I can catch up. Um, 
we want so we want wins that's the most important thing and sure i could get out there and and yell about somebody that i'm about to see go off the board here at 120 or whatever but it doesn't do us any good but the beauty of this is as Keldon Johnson and Bobby Portis go off the board at 117 and 118 is that as everyone is crowing and yelling and screaming and to steal a, a line from Scrubs, which our old pal Josh Millman, I'm sure, would appreciate, who, uh, remember, what John Dorian, main character played by Zach Braff, refers to Dr. Cox's doctor, look at me! That's what's happening right now. Then you get the flip side, which is wonderful. Uh, Obi Toppin, I got drafted Obi Toppin. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> doesn't matter. Slow-mo, Gary Trent, those are 120, 121. So on and so forth. Gary Trent, by the way, could be kind of interesting in Toronto. Uh, let's see. I'll get all auto-draft Malcolm Brogdon so this thing can keep going without me. The beauty of the other side of this is it doesn't bother me that folks are giving away players that they see as values right now. Because as players get hype around them, as buzz builds on other players, that allows our old guys to drop. It happens like a cycle, like this every season. The same thing happens. The ranks come out. Uh, 95% of the universe yells about who they love the most. And at the end of their yelling and loving and everybody sort of like positive feedback or negative feedback looping each other, we sit on the sidelines, we watch it all happen. And four weeks from now, Jimmy Butler will go seven slots later. Because all these other guys are going to get pushed up the board. And it just happens every year, over and over again. I'm going to stop announcing names now because the whole damn draft is auto-drafted at this point. I think there's three real humans left, and one of them is me, and I'm not even a real human. So don't worry, is my take on all of this. Quite the opposite. Watch who everybody else is yelling about. And you'll be able to know what's going to happen to those players. Their ADP is going to shift. It's going to shift because everybody yelling about everything on the internet, that has an impact. So, yeah, you can make, you know, we'll know what's going to happen with some of these guys, like the Philadelphia dudes, if, if Harden gets moved, they're going to go up the board and Harden yelling about Daryl Morey being a liar. That's going to help the ADPs of Tyrese Maxey and... Anthony Melton and everybody else in Philly, and it's going to hurt Harden's ADP. And, you know, maybe that has an impact on the Clippers without a trade actually even going through yet. That's going to impact things. News is going to impact things, but also analysts are going to impact things. And I talked about it a little bit on that Thursday show last week where I was like, try to find one that makes sense for you. I think this is actually a really key moment in that you can watch what everybody's talking about and you can know what the board is going to do as a result. And then Yahoo's also got their own projections out, which don't match their X ranks. I could do a couple shows looking at their projections, but I don't know that anybody looks at their projections. They're sort of buried and kind of hard to find. It shows the projections in this draft window, for those that are watching with us live on YouTube, you can see... Yahoo's projected stats for these players, but for one, it doesn't show games played. It's auto-sorting by X rank as opposed to actual rank. And so, like, look, I'll I'll do here, 
and I'll change it so that it's sorted by projection rank as opposed to X rank. Look at some of the differences right at the front end. This draft's about to wrap up, and I'm going to lose what I'm talking about. But, like, Mikael Bridges' X rank is 19. His projection is 5. So that's, again, you start to look at games played. Desmond Bain, X rank is 23. Actual, his projection rank is 2. Desmond Bain is projected to be number 2 by Yahoo right now. Cat, there's a 33 to 17 gap. Dame, look, his his projection is lower than his X rank. Embiid, same story. Trey Murphy's X rank is 244. His projection is 22. Obviously, that's going to come together. By the way, if you see somebody out there talking about how Trey Murphy is the steal of the draft season, just know that's a little bit disingenuous because he's not going to go at 222 in a couple of weeks. I even had somebody in my mentions that was like, this is laughable. And I was like, yeah, it's laughable. They're going to make the adjustments on this. Yahoo's not going to miss this the whole way through. Oh, I better make my pick so I don't get auto-drafted here. Ha, ha, ha. Anywho, as we come to the end of this live mock where no one's really paying attention and I'm just talking about life in general, I hope this was mildly amusing for all of you. Uh, I will take questions in the YouTube chat after the mock draft for anybody that's hanging around. A few of you have said that you have dropped a little thank you. I think there is one question in there that I'll, I'll get to after the show, and I'll leave that on the recorded pod as well, so you'll, you'll get to hear that question. Um, I think my internet is also chunking out a tad for those watching on the live video side, um, but that is effectively our first live NBA mock of the season, where once again, Dan is doing recon right now and talking a little bit about how the board is going to move in these very early parts of the year. That was fun. That was fun. Um, that was fun for me because that was like a minimal prep show. I just dropped in, parachuted into a first mock draft that would have me, and uh, now we got to see where some of those dudes are going at the top. Don't read into much about where everybody's going towards really after like the first six rounds right now because these mocks are not competitive enough for that to matter. Um but again, we can learn a lot about the board by the way that uh, folks are talking about it right now. Who's going to go where? We're going to know soon. We're going to know soon. Um, shout out to all of our sponsors over the years, over the years and over the months and over the weeks and over the days. The good folks at uh, calderalab.com, the good folks at manscaped.com, the good folks at expressvpn.com. You guys are the best. Uh, I am Dan Vespers. This was a wacky, super fast Monday. We'll probably slow it down a little bit for tomorrow. Not all of these live mocks are going to be ported over as the recorded show as well. I just thought this one might be kind of fun to do. Um, I also will probably try to deal with my personal hygiene before some of our future shows because my beard is straight up out of control. And I'll give it... There you go. All the YouTubers, you guys can watch me fluff... There you go. Really fluff the beard out. Live on air. My kid went back to school today, and I need to deal with some personal grooming issues. Look at that guy. That guy looks like he should not be hosting a live video show, and perhaps that's right. Also, uh, right over here, near the side of my cap, that's right where that bee sting was I was talking about on the, uh, the show at the end of last week. Um, okay, that'll be it. I don't know how to end this one, so I'm just going to go. Have a great Monday, everybody. Nice start of a new week here in mid-August. We're in count-up mode to the start of the NBA season. This is Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. Tell your friends we we doing this thing, man. Later for now. Oh, wait, I forgot the one question. Not later for now. Uh, Mr. 101 says, Bridges for first round? 
Uh, no, I'm not taking Mikhail Bridges in the first round. Uh, by totals, he probably does get there. So, you know, that's the argument for it. But also, um, on a per-game basis, his his peak is uh, probably mid-second round, unless he somehow goes ultra-high volume and gets the efficiency stuff and defensive stats back up where they were. But that type of stuff rarely happens in tandem. You you know, we saw it with Josh Richardson. I'm, I'm thinking we'll probably see it with Mikael Bridges, where, again, he's going to be asked to do so much on offense that the other stuff is going to suffer a little bit. And frankly, I'd rather look at some of his teammates as guys that uh, maybe aren't getting quite as much hype or buzz, but can carry things in a way because they're not going to be the primary focal point. That's probably the direction I would look out there. So that's that one question. Now I'll see you tomorrow for real, everybody. Thanks for coming along on this very weird adventure. Our first ever, actually, first time I've done this ever, live mock where I just sat and yelled about it for 30 straight minutes. So long for now, everyone. 